I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon, everybody. It is July 11th, 2020. I'm Dan Broskell here, actually here with my good friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I want to do the intro one time. I, want to I say, always hey. ask you and you say no. That's what you say <laughs> on the air. I think off the air, you're like, yo, 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 let me take it. Let me, let me do this. You, you just follow up. I'm so attention seeking. A, a midsummer afternoon's pod here in the 91 degree heat, Dave. Unbelievable. How are you doing today? Doing all right? I'm good. It's great to be outside. Good to see you again. Yeah. Socially distanced. And uh, yeah, there's a little wind blowing, which is nice, a little less humid, but not raining, which is nice. So we haven't, I haven't talked to you since before the 4th of July, Dave, uh, on the air. So how, how was your holiday? I know you're up in, in Maine. Tell me how that went for you. Holiday was great. Nice time with the family. Uh, good weather. Boat did not work as usual. But, which part uh, didn't work, Dave, on the boat? Um, the gas <laughs> spewing out of the... Um, Gas line into the lake. Did That's you see the spewage? Did you see the spewage, or how did you know it was spewing? I see. I, first, I saw the oil slick behind the boat, Oof. and then I saw the spray. And then I try with my good friend Scott Metasovich, who hopefully we will have on the pod one day, like everybody else we mentioned. Keep waiting. Um, who is who is a major tinkerer? We tried to seal the gas line with putty and various gunk. And that didn't work. But um, so was, how how far you how far were you from shore when you saw the gas spewage? No, we never got off the shore. Oh, you just okay? That's good. That's all right. <laughs> but besides that, it was great. Nice times. There's a lot of firework action up there. The people in Maine know how to do it right with their legal fireworks. Um, any bald eagles? Spot any bald the, eagles? The there's a there's an annual boat parade on the lake that we're on, Trip Lake. And we were in actually we were in the boat parade, but not on my boat because it wasn't working. We used Scott's boat, and as we were trolling around, you've been on that boat before, I think. You, on the pontoon? No, you've been on the pontoon, but also on the oh, on Scott's boat. boat. Yeah, yes, Scott's boat for sure. Um, pulling your pulling your kids in the tube. Um, as we were parading around the lake with the other, I think like fifty boats, we passed by on July Fourth with our flags and decorations. We passed by that bald eagle, looking, watching over us. At, uh, in that same spot? Uh, yeah, or? yeah, same exact spot. Wow. It's crazy. And then the next morning, it actually swooped down over our right over our dock to go into the tree. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's a little, little symbolic, I'd say. That bald eagle watching. One would over think our, on the Fourth of July. Watching over our parade, and uh, hopefully we'll. See. I think there's two bald eagles now. But anyways, it was a great weekend. How, how was your weekend? How was your Fourth celebration? We celebrated uh, my in-laws' fiftieth wedding anniversary. Yeah. With barbecue and pool, uh, that was wonderful. And then uh, you know, back to work. Busy week. As you know, Dave, we've both been pretty busy this week. A lot going on across the board from you know, work and volunteer perspective. But, I mean, all good to hear as you sit on a, on a Saturday reflecting on the week that was. You guys are ramped up over there in Bedford. you got your... Everything. Your- I mean, everything's open for kids. And, um, you know, there's a big article in the paper about summer adventures. And Kids Club putters along with, a, I would say, a light summer enrollment for now. But kids are coming back uh, bit by bit. Um, and we'll build towards a 50 or 60 kid capacity for late August. Um, and then we'll talk about school, but that we're going to save the school conversation for later, Dave. I'll let's say it's good put, to be at work, seeing kids, feeling off. it, feeling important, and uh, making kids and families are you feel doing okay? appreciated. Are you doing okay with no adult softball league action going on? That is sad. Yeah, I will I say it's sad to not be playing softball. Um, as I said to a few people, you know, I lo- 
You love softball. Everyone loves sports. You, I love I, sports. You, you I love, love watching sports. I love playing sports. I'm very competitive. Uh, I'm fine without the pro sports leagues. I'm fine not playing in the name of safety. I don't need the NBA to come back. I don't need baseball to come back. Uh, we're going to be okay without it. you know. But, as you know, we've been on the fields all week for baseball and softball, which is quite nice. Um, and we're enjoying, I would think, to some degree, um, watching our kids playing you know, with masks and attempting to distance and dealing with all that and being a little bit wary of what might happen. Um, but you but love kids, softball. You love I playing love softball. softball. I love playing with my amazing you, wife. You love... I love you, playing with my you, Team Orange, our five-time champions, five-time but uh, champions. You know, not right now. Not those, right now. Those walk-off, those, that, that, that arm flapping as you Whenever run on the bases. Done, Whenever you're done, I'm done. Whenever you're done, I'm done. down. <laughs> just, just, just flipping off that hat as you get as you get tackled at, at home plate. Okay. For anyway, your, it's not really about me. Um, the but, team. But, uh, team you know, Orange. I would say from a Lexington perspective, Dave, my oldest had a couple games against Lexington, the senior league, which is 16 through 21, and they played, I would say, the younger of the first two teams on Tuesday and the older of the two teams in Lexington on Thursday. And that kid on that team on Thursday had is a 6'6", 200-pound UMass Dartmouth freshman from Lexington. So shout out to my friend Graham. Graham uh, Seed. Graham Seed, who just throwing gas off the top on Thursday night on a field. Very, very impressive. So that, but two th- good those games. teams have college freshmen in them. Uh, yes, and, and older. I mean, it's 221. I think, you know, I mean, as you know, like Sal talks about, if you're that good, you're playing in a, pro, in a prep league or a prospect league. Um, but kids are playing, you know, D3 or D2. They're going to come home and they're going to throw a couple innings and have fun with their friends. And uh, great to see baseball and see kids having fun and seeing your kids playing is also wonderful. And then my thirteen, uh, my four-year-old also played a couple games this week. And then my girls were playing softball with Elizabeth, and they had a game uh, also on Thursday. So it's it, good to it see kids. How was it being a fan watching these games? Like, were there a lot of parents out there or not supposed I mean, to be out great there? question. Hiding so the, behind the, shrubs. The law says that if it's if it's kid if it's people over the age of eighteen, there aren't spectators allowed. So what does that mean, right? No spectators. It means really, I mean, I think how we've interpreted in practice is like no one's around the dugouts or behind the plate. But if you want to camp out in like deep foul territory or way out in center field, go right ahead. So we're, we're able to watch, which I is think wonderful. you can't actually stare at the field for longer than five minutes. So you have to look away every so often. It's, it's like when they mark yeah. your tires in the parking lot. They're really concerned about ba- that. Back yeah, your yeah. car up again, move forward, and then you're good to go for another, another hour yeah. or so. Um, you know, but again, I mean, the way that I mean, every town, as you probably know, Dave, gets to write their own rules on how they interpret the regulations for phase three. So, you know, Bedford has said, uh, you know, if you are a batter or a base runner in baseball, you must be masked. You know, uh, the rules are actually a little different for softball. Fine. You know, we're going to play with that and see what happens. Maybe they're not. Um, you know, I would say so far, so good. And uh, we're supposed to keep lists of everyone who's at the games, coaches, parents, spectators, et cetera, uh, to, for tracing purposes. So we'll see. You know, we have I think one seven games coming up this week. So we got a so lot I, of action. I think Lexington's rules for baseball are play the games in Bedford, right? <laughs> I think I, I <laughs> the think wind I heard, blows that away. You would know. I think I, I think I heard that Tuesday Lexington was not interested in hosting a game. I don't know what the what the verdict is for this week. Although you might know what that verdict I do not is. Know. I don't know. Okay. Why would you know, right? Why, know. What, what do I know? <laughs> what do you know about the health <laughs> regulations? I don't know either. What do I know? I'm not going there right now. But yeah, those I heard you got your boys played well. It's all good. Well, it's all good. And then two night games. We got a game in Malden tomorrow. We have a game in uh, Watertown on Monday for the seniors under the lights. Are you a mock man in Watertown like when you walk in there from uh, the old basketball no, days? No, we're going to move on. <laughs> put the old mustache on. And then, uh, then Orrin has a game, I think, in Arlington also on Monday. 
and um, you know, full full speed ahead. But luckily, for some reason, on Wednesday there's only one game, so the whole family family will be in Danvers for the softball game, which is great. So we're excited. Who's, about who's that. playing softball then? Uh, so manager Elizabeth and players, uh, my uh, sixth grader and third grader playing softball when together. Say, when you say nice. manager Elizabeth, it brings you back to those those uh, glory days of WWE with. With our Randy Macho Man Savage and his in his cohort, uh, um, lovely I'll, Elizabeth. I'll, I'll take my Elizabeth over the lovely Elizabeth. All right, mine, okay. mine is much more lovely, right. and I'm with me politically. I'll give you that. <laughs> that's that said. Speaking of, I think I heard you and your Elizabeth were swatting some wasps last night. Oh, you want? I don't want to talk about that. I would just oh. say that you know, if you find yourself outside on your roof at twelve thirty in the rain with wasps, twelve thirty a.m. You know, try try to have a different path. But um, that happens sometimes. So that's funny because my wife. Jen, like when there's yep. a bee in the house, a wasp in the house, a hornet, I'm kind of backing off. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calculating like how I'm gonna kill that thing, and she'll just go bam and swat it with her hand. Like you're gonna make it mad. But I heard Elizabeth was just all over those, those guys last night. So as I said before, no one's better in a crisis than Elizabeth, and um, she saved some lives. On if a you're, if you again, if you're in a situation where you had to, you know, take care of twelve to fifteen small. To be the inside wasp nest day, like I would say, what would you? Wasp what would, nest what would, or wasp? Wasps nest. Like, what would you do? What I wouldn't. Sort of, I'd be running. What I wouldn't default to is, hey, get me a gallon sandwich Ziploc bag and grab them by the hand oh. and get them, and then don't be phased when the wasps are crawling oh. on you and around you, and that kind of like steely-eyed mentality. I don't have. Luckily, my better half has. I it. had this. I, so there we go. I had this dad in the office one time. His wife was telling me that. Actually, Dad was not in the office, but his wife was telling me in the <laughs> office how he they found this huge hornet's nest up, up in the attic. I mean, huge, about I don't know, about the size of your trunk. And um, my, it wasn't my that trunk big, like maybe. my chest, maybe or not my trunk? that big, <laughs> but a big, a big, a basket, whatever. Big. And he went up there in like a snowmobile suit and like a bike helmet and some goggles <laughs> and in some and he took a, a shop vac with him and like st- and like put all the extensions on it and stuck it into the nest and sucked all the wasps out into the shop vac which was a great idea except for once he shut it off he didn't have any way to way to contain them and that led to a few stings there probably wasn't a good idea it was not a good idea he put it in elizabeth but with a with a worse outcome. Yeah. So, um, you know, nothing but good times in my life. Always something to do and worry about. So and the wasp uh, gone. We'll finish after this. Uh, I mean, I mean, for now. But I mean, we didn't search every corner, nook and cranny of the house and the roof. But nook that was cr- fun. Nook and cranny. That Your house pr- has lots of nooks and crannies. Um, I would say it has some, Dave. So that was lots, that was that was last night's excitement, which led into this morning early, on the turf field at BHS, Dave, for uh for our annual town meeting. Finally, after. Four months of postponement. Um, started at ten, ended before twelve in the heat, and uh, everyone got sunscreen and water and distanced, and uh, all articles passed with some debate about capital items and a little bit of commentary about the school budget. But what was the uh, attendance at this said meeting? So if I had, I mean, over under, I would say is one fifty. I, I might take the slight over. There were rows that were single chairs. There were rows of double chairs for couples that came together. Um, me and my wife could not sit together. I had a seat um, on stage. You were, you were on the dais. I was on the dais. And were, actually had to talk were, a couple of times, which uh, was unexpected, but fine. And what did you say? Do you really want to know what I said? Welcome, my people. Hello, uh, fans. I would say there were, there were a couple of questions about the capital requests for the schools. Um, a, like, did it incorporate COVID-related issues into the capital requests for flooring and painting and modifications and tech? The answer is no. These capital requests go back these, to are last these like, fall. Actually, sorry, these questions from the floor? From the floor. Like from you the just floor. totally took these cold. I took them cold. All right, continue. Um, and I, the answer is no. Like the painting and the space modifications and the flooring are annual costs. That's re- cost of 
technology replacement is an annual cost, um, which we'll spend this year on making sure there are enough devices for kids if we have some remote learning or hybrid, so maybe there's going to be earlier spending than later. Um, and the second question was about, you know, could you... second question is, what the heck are you doing up there? Yeah, right. Why are we doing it in the 90-degree heat? The second question was about the JGMS hardscape improvements. What does that mean? It means finishing the parking lot, finishing uh, the exterior touches of the pathways and trees and windows, et cetera. Um, couldn't we delay that spending of a half million dollars? And the answer is, if you want to look at this eyesore for a year and a half, go right ahead. Let's go ahead and finish it now. It'll cost more later. And the final question was about, you know, is a school budget enough? And that's a minefield, Dave. Is it enough? I mean, the answer is no, of course not. We've cut, you know, a million and a half dollars from it. I would say it's enough for now to deal with, I think, what we need to teach kids when we don't know what that's going to look like. But it's our best estimate at this at this moment in time of what we might need. But the caveat, like, if we need more money, we'll come back and ask for it. Um, but it, I'm, I was happy to address those issues. And uh, how, was your, every, how, how were your answers received by the crowd? What are you talking about? The first one, I think I kind of mumbled a little bit. The second one was stronger. Third one, I got some applause, and I said, Some that's applause. not necessary, rest. So that was, that was surprising, right? So thank Did you, everybody. Did everybody say, Dan, 2022. Uh, what's uh, for what for Congress? I have no idea. <laughs> but said, something, something. Almost, no, it's, it's, it, isn't it, it's never about me, Dave. And um, uh, Did anybody ask about me? Uh, nobody asked. Nobody, nobody mentioned asked, Dave Geller. When's this podcast? You know, like nobody four o'clock today. Geller, but I'm sure plenty of our listeners and friends and friends just of the practice and friends of Bedford Recreation were out there thinking about us the whole time. I'm sure they were. And our new superintendent was in the house, and that was very nice. So the old superintendent on the stage, and then Phil Conrad sort of waiting in the wings below. And um, did Phil Conrad say anything? Phil and I chat afterwards, and um, it's all good, Dave. It's all it's all good in Bedford, and the, the fiscal year can now move forward with budgets approved. Was anybody attacked by wasps that were displaced from your house down to the the field? Well, today? the real concern because it's an older crowd, Dave, is there people going to pass out because mm. it's so hot. And it was hot. I mean, it was, it was breezy. There were clouds. But when it was baking, I mean, the sun was just cooking my right side. I'm like, please. And I was wearing a, I was wearing a seersucker button up. So I really wanted to sort of cool off a little bit. Nice. So it was pretty nice, Dave. So you sipped it on a little lemonade? There was, I was sipping on a hydro flask. How does that sound? That's all <laughs> I was doing. What were you, what were you up to uh, this morning, Dave? Were you hanging out of the house doing some deck work? What was going on? What's up with your deck? That's a great question. Are you what power is washing or is that done? Power washing's done. Okay. Scraping off old paint is done. Great. Sanding New is stain? done. Yeah. Staining is ninety nine percent done. Who did the, the staining? Deck. So, the, the Jen did the basically the power washing, the scraping, the sanding, and the staining. <laughs> I did so a little you've done bit, nothing. You've watched. She, no, I every so I that's why I jump in, but she had she had a method, and she's been just kicking butt out there. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. The deck gets a lot of sun. It, it'll probably peel tomorrow, okay. and the railings are rot. Uh, need to be replaced. But no, that's um, we'll see if we can so use is it. Is this a rehab or is this a replacement it's or is a this rehab. like a patch? What is this? It's a rehab. Yeah, replacement was gonna run a uh, a gagillion dollars, especially in the time of time of COVID nineteen, <laughs> minus. where you can't like get any. It's like it's not it, you. I don't think this way, but right now you can't get decking for a good price. I mean, it's probably double. You can't get really? press-treated wood. Everything costs more because everybody right now is doing their decks. Everybody right sure, now, right everyone's now is, home working, is right? buying an above-ground pool from Target, right? Those, I love those pictures of like, those, those pools from Target where the, the people are, like shrunk down so the pool looks much bigger. But you can't get those right now. And I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't see those, those, those little pool those pool advertisements, like the above-the-ground pool where you inflate it. It's like 20 feet long, but the people look like they're Lilliputians. And they're like, that pool, that pool is huge. Dave dropping the Lilliputians <laughs> reference. Yeah, Gulliver. Nice job, bud. No one reads that anymore. But anyways, yeah, the deck is... So this is, morning was decked. Was deck no, work today? No, no. no the morning, Jen's been all deck all the time. I, I was on my way to work. 
I did a little, sure, o- little sure office time. Sausage. I was on my way to work. <laughs> on your way to work. The nice thing about my work is this is yesterday. Today we actually have some air conditioning. God bless. Some HVAC, which, God was, bless. which was nice. No, it was a nice day at work. We talked. You and I talked in the morning pre- Pre um, town meeting, and now we're talking now. It's great. Closing the circle, Dave. Closing the circle. All right. Well, in typical fashion, like we were texting last night, sort of off and on, asynchronously. Like I was on (laughs) phone, then you weren't. And at 12 o'clock, I'm like, hey, are you up? Guess what happened? (laughs) And I didn't hear from you. So we chatted in the morning. But you're smart because you you don't sleep with your phone, right? I do not sleep with my phone. I I mean, I couldn't. I'm going to text you back to prove that I actually was almost up at three, but I didn't want to do that. Almost up. Almost up. So I've been following. So we've been doing Audible. Using Audible to listen to Harry Potter with Madison, and I actually I've been doing it with her. I don't know what Audible is, Dave. Explain. Audible, it's it's, it's, it's so a it's, uh, audiobooks. It's, it's read aloud books, yeah. Sure. So and it's a like on demand. Do you pay for it, or is like Spotify for audiobooks? What is it? Free yeah. due to COVID nineteen. Um, yeah. And you can get the first book. All we did was Harry Potter, the first book. But after that, they you know they snag you. Then you have to pay for it after that. Sure. Um, but but the Harry Potter series. I mean, so it's any you could do any book probably, you know, online or or, or read aloud. You know, book that. You know, any any novel really, but but the Harry Potter ones are read by a gentleman who does all these different voices, and he actually won, I think won a um, whatever the um, Tony whatever the thing would be for, you know the award for that. Um, I don't. He know, won. I don't know if it's an Oscar or whatever. Right, I, I, I have a question. Really for you, Dave. good. And anyways, listen to that, and then I usually fall asleep, you know, halfway through the chapter, and wake up, and it's like two hours later. All right, Dave. I have a Harry Potter question for you. Yes, sir. Okay. When did you when did you first read those books? When did I read Do you them? remember? I do. I wrote, when was that? Hannah. When Hannah started reading them. I read them. And, and that was circa like what, approximately when? So Hannah was, was we're talking about like uh, 2004, 5, 6-ish, somewhere so in Hannah there. Hannah was probably 5th, 6th grade, I'm going to say. 4th so or 5th grade. So what so. year is that for you? I have no, absolutely no idea. I, 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 I would try to reverse answer the question. So she was born. Well, she's 22, <laughs> 23. How old is she? She's 22? She's 22. So in sixth grade, she's 11. So yeah. that's 11 years ago. Yeah. So we're talking about 2009. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Well, around that time. So uh, so little known fact, I, I started reading those books to my then girlfriend out loud, 1999. And I want to ask you an honest question. Wait, 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 no, no. wait, 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 wait. Wait, we just go back to what was the time when I was reading? Nineteen ninety nine. No, me, not you. Oh, me. you? You were two thousand nine. You're ten, they were ten years behind. I'm, they came out in the late nineties. First no. books, late nineties. I, yes. I must be wrong with my dates then. Maybe she. If was, Hannah was in sixth grade. No, you were not. You're like you're like time. Tra- who? Oh, your girlfriend who the, that I know. Yeah, you know her. You were reading to her. What do you mean you were reading to her? So this is this, <laughs> so there's a lot in the story. First of all, yes, we read the first six books out loud to each other. Um, but my honest question for you, Dave, when you. F- when you first read Hermione's name, yes, how did you pronounce it? Did you know it was Hermione because you'd seen no, the movies, was, or you're like, it, no, or what did her, you say? You yeah, did like her, Hermione. You said Hermi- Hermione, right? Yeah, exactly. I said Hermione for yeah. years and years until yeah. someone like, until like the until like I think in the fourth book, Victor Crumb's like it's spelled out phonetically, probably for all the American readers that had no idea how the name was supposed to sound. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's Hermione, not Hermione. What is this? So yeah. I learned I learned that somewhere around 2001, 2002. I just learned, like, a couple days ago, that I've been saying your name wrong all these years. <laughs> you, had, you, you have still not mastered it. No, no, no. It. <laughs> this is, I don't want to focus on this, but to just say I was off by three years. Say Hannah was reading in the second grade. Oh, so we're at 2005, 2006, right? Yeah. Those books came out when? Late 90s. 
No, absolutely. I, just ha- I can't wrap my head absolutely around that. Absolutely correct. No, but, but so no, we're gonna but we're no, gonna have our all the books came because they were waiting for books to come out, right? Yeah. So the first one probably came out, and the, I would I would over under is ninety eight. We're gonna have a researcher uh, look it up for us here, and then the tech staff. I'm gonna say ninety eight for the first one, and like ninety nine for the second one. But it's it's no later than that, Dave, because my senior year at Brandeis, I was reading those books you to were, this is, Elizabeth. I, I, sorry, I absolutely was. I don't want to bore the public with this, but that, I don't. The, I the public loves this discussion I right now. I think you. That's just crazy. You have Brandeis reading these to the lovely Elizabeth, who was not Randy Macho Man Savage in ring woman. Like, right? This I'm just no, so not the heir to the WWE Empire. No, it is not Elizabeth McMahon. Although she married Triple H, I think they're still married. Did she marry Triple H? I, she absolutely no. married Triple. I think I they're still married. Da- I thought she was dating Harry Potter. Was published in 1997. Dave Geller. I cannot. So says. Sorry. So says the Google, text. Google is so 97. So 99. I was saying Harry, Ron, and Hermione. A million times in book Wait, one. You're because reading them to her, Elizabeth. Or you're reading them to her. David, remember college? You have a lot of time in college. Yeah, there's I nothing was, else going on, so you can read books. You know, it's fine. I was watching Todd, Brian, and I. We were watching. Um, yeah, you were doing some other we things. We were in the watching um, Leave It to Beaver around okay, lunchtime. So I was too young for that. But you know, li- living in the mods, Dave, as a senior, Did as you, you were, and me living off were campus, you, ninety-nine, like, a little bit different. Were you like, hey, Harry? Can you come over here and, and okay, Ron? Hey, Hagrid, were you do, using different voices, or are you just using the same voice? I was using one voice. I did not get the award for audiobook <laughs> reading in nineteen ninety. There were there were no audiobooks in ninety nine. This is, I would say this this is the summer of saying like nineteen ninety nine for me was a half a lifetime ago. A lot again, a lot happened that when year. When you graduate, Brandeis? Two thousand. Well, I mean, it depends how you cra- qualify graduating. Did you actually get a diploma, or they held that back because you owed some pocket tickets? <laughs> it's so funny. That you, do you know the story? No. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a common one. <laughs> this, but. Is this is an uncommon story. So uh, here I am. It's 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 spring of 2000. It's probably March. And I'm like, hey, graduating college in May of 2000. This is awesome. Class 2000. I get like a letter or a voicemail or an email probably saying, uh, by the way, Daniel Broskel, you are, have still yet to fulfill your quantitative reasoning graduation nice. requirement, so you can't graduate. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because Brandeis had in those days a million requirements, to, as you know, to, the cross-disciplinary stuff and the writing course and the PE requirement. And they had sent all of my like notices about this to my campus voicemail. And I lived, off camp- I lived off campus for three years, so I never checked my campus really? voicemail. That's great. And finally they sent me a letter. I'm saying, what are you talking about? And I tried to like beg some professors to double count some classes as quantitative reasoning, and they said, no. no. you should have got the credit for doing that reasoning. Right. Like, I really quantitative reasoned that. So I actually, I, I marched in May of 2000. I had to take one summer course, computer science 2A. After, after what, graduation. You're kidding to, So I'm technically the class 2001. Did you march? I marched, but I didn't actually get my graduate diploma until Did they call the class your name? of 01. They Did called my name. I got my diploma from Donald Henley in the politics graduation in the gym that morning. That That's great. So but it was asterisk on terminal credit. So no, Dave. I was kind of messed the, that one up. Was it asterisk on the, on the uh, program? Absolutely. So that's crazy because not many people know this, but the day of graduation, <laughs> I had this what? sinking feeling that I hadn't completed something. And that day, I my my I said to my father, who is a great man, right, and said, "I don't know if I'm graduating today. I don't know if I have all my credits." <laughs> what? And he looked at me like, "What?" So what happened? And the poor man, 
the whole day. Like I didn't. I, had, I mean, I was in the program, I think, but the whole time he was waiting for me not to have my name called when we had a small, you know, the, the individual graduation. So was this a, was this a concern that was warranted? Like what's the no, story? No, I just I just thought of it. Was there a my, specific thing you were, that you were concerned about? It was something I wasn't paying attention to. I forgot. Did I actually do that? But they would have let me know. They probably left it on my voicemail, which I don't think we had. Which back you left in the mods, and yeah. you probably would have checked. Anyways, right? I did graduate, but my my forefather, like until I actually got called up, he was like he was ready to kick your ass a little bit. So I that's think. so funny that we both and you actually fulfilled well, the prophecy. My, my fear, my parents were not pleased. Like, you guys <laughs> spend another I'm sure your mom was like, another really amount of excited. money on another course. Really, I'm like, sorry guys, my bad. Awesome. That's crazy. So, like, I, I know, whatever. It was fine. I took computer science. I learned basic HTML. I built a web page when that was the early days of the internet. Awesome, right? Well done. Woo! You got some good stories that you just. No, like, I don't. Oh Yours are better. God. But that, no, that's no, no, one no. which I'm is glad legit I'm here to and pull embarrassing. Out of you I don't know if people know these stories. That's one which not a lot of people know. But the, the Harry Potter know. stories, uh, Hermione was exactly Hermione. how I said it for years and years until the movie came over, until either the fourth book or the first movie. I'm like, what? Hermione, Hermione what? So Percy Jackson. Not a, not a name in common usage. Have you read Dave. any other series to your wife? Any other series you read to her? Like any um, other series? That's probably it. The pro- I mean, the, fu- the, the, the truth which held for years is I would read. I'm like, then they'd swap off and she'd start reading. And no matter what, like a minute into her reading, I'd just be out like a light. Nice. Like her reading to me. I'm like, what? Huh? I'm not asleep. What? Who? She was like, hey, frog, let's go to the mosh. <laughs> yeah, no, Toad. <laughs> Good night. Uh, so that happened. I'm the, why are we talking about this? I don't even know what's happening. Who knows? Why do we talk oh, about Audible. Audible, yes. Mother stuff. Yes, and, and texting late at night. What a great tangent. I love tangents. Um, I use well, them all the time. Let's get real, Dave. Let's get real. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you accountable. Please, listen, please, please uh, let's not be real for once. I'm gonna hold podcast, you accountable please. for pediatrics. Please no. Okay. So you and I talk a lot. We've been reflecting a little bit. Everyone's wondering about school. I'm getting emails multiple times a week about. Can you please make sure we open school? And my answer is, of course, I can't. Right. So my, my opening statement, I'm just going to remind everybody about, like, what is it going to look like in towns? We're talking about the fall. What it looks like is the governor is going to say what he thinks about schools. The commissioner will say, here's what I think you should be doing. And as you talked about, that means submitting three plans for in-person, full, for remote, full, and for a hybrid. The town boards of health are going to say what they think is possible. And the superintendents are going to decide based on whatever mechanisms they have about school committee consulting and parent involvement and committees, et cetera. And everyone's panicking. Everyone's saying we need to decide now. And I'm saying there's just no rush to decide now. And the American Academy of Pediatrics, as you know, was very much touted last week saying everyone should be back in school. And then last night they're like, well, not really. Maybe we should be more careful. So, Mr. Pediatrics, <laughs> what's going on? What's wrong with your colleagues? <laughs> so, I don't know what's wrong with them. I think that... it's a, I'm, being, I'm being a little bit provocative. No, That's no, fine. I get it. No, I'm, you and I, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're being honest and being like real. And um, there's, I, I, what you said is, you know, things change, right? And, and I'm actually amazed that, well, I mean, the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, Pediatrics, came out with that statement, but it was just a very generic statement. It was, it was basically saying kids should be back at school. It's best for them and best for families and best for everything. Yep. But they didn't qualify anything around that. Right. So people said, said, yeah, back to school. 
you know but then they didn't really qualify all the things you said that it takes a lot of information which changes every day and people's input you know very smart people whether it's the the school committees the superintendents the parents the board of health all that input together in that a week a week from now information that we have could change right and and then they nicely qualify with that new statement which you pointed out to me which i hadn't had a chance to read it yet actually saying yes kids should be back at school but there's a lot of um things that need to be sorted through so we all want kids i mean we not we being pediatricians we as parents right we want our kids back to school you know and but we need to do it in a healthy way so it's just not not that cut and dry right it's like saying i keep using this example like P, the AAP or the or or Governor Baker, who I think is doing an amazing job, and the and I don't know the commissioner as well, but all doing a great job, uh, and it, it can say we want our kids back to school, but can you do it safely? And we don't know what the what the wind is going to bring. And you know, for all we know, yeah. So, so I forget your question. I know that you graduated with an asterisk, um, but <laughs> but I think that I think that there's a lot of decision making to be made, and I think there's a lot of factors that go into the decision making, and we have to weed that out. And the data that everybody's quoting is is good and bad at times. It's a little bit soft, you know. You can look over your shoulder and see none of the study that just came out, but from whence did that study come? And the data that we're gathering on this is not the best data that we would like for other things. Um, and there's good data, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's good studies out there and there's a lot of studies out there that you just can't rely on because this is a new illness, a new uh, virus, and there's a lot of factors, right? Kids and their health and teachers and schools, schools being adequate and everything. So it, it's, it's a lot to sort through. And I, it, in, I think that you just said the longer we, the closer we get to school opening, the more we'll know. But the problem is we have to decide we have to work on this now. But it's, but you know, but we just, but but you, the, I think the late, the longer we go into this, the more information that we'll have. So I think pe- people took their recommendations they saw last weekend or ten days ago from the AP and said, okay, we got it, we're going to open. Yep. And everyone, I'm sure, who is on social media or talks to people and parents knows folks that say, okay, guys, you got to reopen because they say it's safe. Yep. Um, and I'm saying, listen. As you would, Dave, and as everyone would say, it's absolutely better for kids to be in school. I support it as long as it's safe. That should exactly. be everyone's default, not exactly. like get them back in school and then we'll see what happens. And the data that we had in Massachusetts two weeks ago with the R number under one, yep. it seems now that R is maybe exceeding one because of everyone, I'm sorry, back in the gym, what are we doing? Eating inside, I'm sorry, what are we doing? Um, Data changes day by day, week by week. The markers we have here, people seem to think that COVID's gone. It's not gone. Luckily, we're not in Texas. We're not in Florida. But I would assume you would say to everybody who's listening, like, don't pretend like there still isn't risk. You know, because, you know, yeah, again, you take on the surface, you know, know, the AAP, we all want want people back to school. But, you know, and people would say, well, if you, if you, what's the plan to keep kids ex- feet apart whether it's three whether it's six whether it's eight yeah you could do for example tents outside but is that going to work in the winter time you know you could put them into the school but is the hvac system working correctly you know just if you have if you if if the government or the aap or whoever is the you know the the designated body to say this is the deal says okay you you need to get back to school but your school holds a hundred kids but there's five thousand kids that have to get in there 
is that safe? No. I mean, right. so I think everybody, it, 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 the algorithm is very complicated. There's a lot of factors. They just they just came out, you know, with the more information now that it's it might be more aerosolized than we thought, right? So if you have a poor functioning HVAC system, that's a risk. You know, if you, you can open the windows, make it more outside until it rains and the winter comes. I mean, there's lots of factors here. And there's, there's, there's three sides, there's, there's three... There's three big parties here, right? People who want fully remote. There are people who want a hybrid. And there are people who want everybody back in school. And how do you, th- how do you think that breaks down, Dave? Well, there was a, there was a poll. Yeah, I haven't looked at the numbers. Right? In Lexington. Well, what did Lexington poll say? I'm, yeah. rough, I'm yeah. rough. I'm rough. I think it was like 17% roughly wanted all remote. Yep. Around 45%. I'm, my number's going to add up wrong. Yep. We're, we're hybrid and about yep. 37%. This initial initial sure. goal was um, fully back. Interesting. I mean, I, I think everybody should be 100% fully back if safe and doable. You know, you know, I mean, if it's totally safe, we should get everybody back in school. So, But we don't know if it's going to be totally safe. Here's what I think, Dave. Every town is different, right? Yep. The, the crowding issues in the Lexingtons and the Watertowns and the Brooklines are yep. real crowding issues. Yep. If you can't fit the kids, you can't fit the kids. Even with cafeterias the, and gyms yep. and art rooms and music rooms serving as you know external non-classroom spaces for teaching, which also isn't ideal, right? Yep. Um, there are towns which have fewer kids, which might be able to expand into, into current buildings. I, I can't imagine a scenario in any town, actually, where every single kid that went to school in March is back to school in the same kind of setting come September without something different, whether it's the elementary schools are back fully, but the secondary schools are staggering because the risk of infection for younger kids seems to be less than the kids um, who are a little bit older because of the way that things are developing in the nose, right? which I was reading last night. So I just I don't think people can assume that we're going to turn on a switch and find three feet for each kid it's and have everybody back in school. It depends, too, on your art. You know, so, you know, people talk about the, the right. information on kids and being less susceptible to the illness and less severe illness and yep. I get that you know but they also can transmit it if they get it to people who are and also if if there's that one kid that supposedly is in the age range or the health status that they shouldn't get sick but they do and they get extremely sick that's that's that taints things a little bit you know I, I get questions all the time from parents about different scenarios and they ask me is it safe to do X? And I say, I think it's safe to do X. And I ask them, you know, so you could do it. And I say, would you want to do X? And they say, no. Listen, that's the answer then. Do you ever you say it's not safe to do activity X? No, no. So if, if, if I think it's safe to do something, but a parent says, I don't want to do it, then they already have their answer. Right. right? So, you know, I definitely, I, I mean, even especially in COVID-19, people ask me my input and I'm trying to give them, you know, information from, you know, public health, from, you know, my medical background, from my own personal stuff as yeah. well. But I try to filter that out. And I think, yeah, I often, I, there were times where I've, I've recommended. I had a, a, a gentleman, nice young, nice new dad recently, new baby. And he asked me, the baby's now a month old. And he asked me two weeks ago if it was, if I felt it was okay for him to go to hit one of his best friends from college's wedding down in New Jersey. This was two weeks ago. Yep. And he, I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, I really, I, I would like to go, but I'm worried that if I, I could be exposed, it's going to be a wedding and there's going to be a lot of people around. It's like a 250-person wedding. Yeah, don't go, dude. And I, have a, and I have a new baby. And I said, could you go? I said, you could go. Could you go and stand? He was in the, he was in the wedding party, too. I said, could you stand apart from the wedding party wearing a mask, socially distanced? Yes. Could you then not go to the party and come home? 
Yes. I said, but there's a risk there. And you don't know all these people. And, you know, if you're socially distanced outside, you know, for the most part, you could maybe attend the ceremony, I think. But you also have to think about your child and what you don't want to worry about if your child gets sick from your exposure. So I, I personally, if you can use me as you, me as your excuses, I don't think it's a great idea, personally. I think you could go in, in this situation, you know, if you really follow these guidelines. That's, that's my personal feeling. I saw him yesterday, on Friday, and I, or Thursday, and I said, so what's up with the wedding? First, he was, he was happy that I remembered. He said, actually, they, they, they canceled the wedding, and they're rescheduling now for... Um, to have it in Connecticut because actually a lot of the guests were coming from certain states that were, um, you know, higher COVID-19 now. And he said, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to go, but I really appreciated your input because, you know, yeah. so I think that I think that you people have to think about, about their risks and and what they really want to do. So even if I said you could go, if he didn't want to go, he shouldn't. But I don't think he should have anyways. Wait, I mean, that's a great way to flip it. Like, what, not to judge the wedding people, but you're, you're going to make people come and put themselves at risk. I mean, a lot of people I know have postponed ceremonies weddings bar mitzvahs or just done them in a smaller group because they realize that it's putting everyone else at risk so i mean i guess good job moving it but i mean yeah. getting even in a different state getting together 250 people seems no, he like went down, they went down to 40 actually they changed oh, no, down no. to 40 okay. so that which is good you know because yep. because i'm sure he wasn't the only one who was worried right. you know new infant or not i think that i think people really have to think you know there's so much as you you've kind of alluded to as you start talking about this there's so many factors are going to this just say just say the board of health in bedford yep. or lexington the school committee everybody said it's safe to go back 100 percent safe some people still wouldn't want to go back and, right. to, and, and they won't want to exactly you're right respect that well i think you know the, the next level of what we're going to see and again the, you see the petitions dave i see mm-hmm. the petitions you must open schools we're demanding okay if it makes you feel better Get an online petition going, which will make you feel like you have a voice. Boom. Um, the next shoe to drop is going to be athletics, and people are going to lose their minds. That's going to um, be tough. It's going to be tough. So, you know, the New England Small College Athletic Conference just canceled fall sports. All the major conferences in NCAA have said conference only. Dallas superintendent said no high school football. Which is crazy. So just you wait until the MIA says, if they do, you know, guys, not going to be fall football. Not going to be fall soccer. It's going to be a cacophony of of protest and complaining yeah, and yeah. all kinds of rhetoric, which is going to be unhealthy. Well, the, People need to prepare themselves for the fact that we are we are no further along in addressing this public health issue. In my opinion, if you can tell me if I'm wrong, we're no further along in addressing this public health issue now as we were when I sat with you the Monday before quarantine, hmm. talking about what we know, we what we didn't know. We don't. We're not contact tracing. There's no vaccine. There's no way to figure out some of these questions about transmittability in adults and kids and kids to kids and kids to adults because everyone has something else that they want to say and facts they want to use. We made no progress. And I'm sorry, that's been a policy decision from the top down that we're not going to try to solve this problem like other countries doing because we're America. Well, we failed. And now we're failing to 136,000 people dead and the numbers increasing every day. And we're sitting here saying, what are we going to do when the fall looks just like just like the spring, and we're still seeing the initial surge of cases because there was never a there was never a, 
a pause in, yeah. in, in that number. Well, you so it's just really depressing. I mean, you talk about sports, right? Because that's going to be a very vocal community. But then you think yeah. about you think about the theater groups. Yep. You think about the musical groups, right? Which are higher yep. risk. The singing groups. Yep. I mean, that stuff. That's even higher risk, and that's not going to happen. But who's going to? You know, everybody's going to be vocal about that in a good way. But it's nice it's, pun it's on a, vocal and singing right there. It was pretty good. It's a tough decision. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I was I would I'd ask like a casual question to someone like, do you think that the school committee can gather in someone's yard? And like you may not gather until 2021. Really? 2021. And it's July 2020. So as great as we feel, or as anxious as we feel, the the answer I'm like, we're we're nowhere closer to to having a way a pathway towards um, normalcy, right? Mm. We're gonna we'll try and we'll try to see if you know with the experiment that I'm in right now with 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 chakra open and camps open recreationally, like how does that impact health? Everyone's watching. How that translates to school? Where are we heading for September? We'll see. I yeah, make no predictions. Judge, I mean, other states, right? They're increasing. You know, you wonder where, how the, what the, you know, what the, um, what the like the trend was in these states that happened late. You know, but you wonder right now, can we judge well how things go from here yep. in Massachusetts because yep. it was at such a low rate? You know, and and also we're doing such a great job. Hopefully, like you know, like your program, for example, keeping kids safe. You know. Um, but yeah, it's really as they're saying, it's really not, might not be a second wave; it just might just be a continuous, continued yep. wave. And as you know, in, in Israel, which was trumpeted as this great success story of yep. coronavirus containment, which happened, um, and now they're saying, you know, you reopen to school, you send the kids back to school too soon, and now they're surging again, yep. and it's the last thing anybody wants. And there's a lot of rhetoric. Oh, was it because? The older kids shouldn't have gone back, but it would have been fine for the younger kids. And again, no one knows. So, I blame it on your friend. Who, on Barack? On Barack. Blame yeah. on Barack. He, Barack. <laughs> he was busy with the EuroLeague. Yeah. I blame it on the falafel. Um, sure, Dave. You can blame whatever you want. Um, but I, I know. No additional comment here, David. It's, 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 you, it's you, amazing you, to hear. The, it, thing, the things that you're hearing, you know. I mean, we both have, we, you know, as parents, right? We have our, we, we're in this deep. You know, you have, you know, you know, school age kids. Whether you know, and it, it's you have a you have, you have a job, right? And you are on the school committee, involved in the town, and I have my job, my board of health stuff. There's a lot of layers here, and I don't envy people. I mean, all of us, right? Whether we're parents or you know professionals or you know whatever it is. There's a lot. This is a lot of stuff going on. This is what. This is what makes us our brains fatigued at the end of the day, right? All the mental gymnastics that we're thinking of and doing, and it's not easy being a parent right now. It's not easy being working right now. It's just a lot of stuff, and we we all want it to go away. We we want to get back to normal. We also want to keep kids healthy. And it's uh, not even kids, everybody healthy. You know, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and you know, I guess my closing point is, you know, as you know, Dave Harvard said, you, you can come live on campus. But instruction is going to be remote. If Harvard can't figure it out, if the, yeah, the Pac-10 can't figure it out, if Amherst and Williams can't figure out yeah. how to do athletics, like what? what yeah, who, I wonder, who are we kidding? Who are we know, kidding over here? So many layers. Yeah, like you, know? you wonder, like to have, you know, yeah. I mean, with the multi, 
with the multinational whatever you know um, community, all these colleges, right? That 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 complicates things. And yeah, can, I mean, so imagine that my son is actually imagine he graduates on the nineteenth. Would I say? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Well, if he follows your lead, he'll have to take some summer, some summer classes. Yeah, that's very funny. Ha ha ha. Or or you'll skip a grade like you, buddy. Would we be like, yeah, go yeah, to go to college in the fall? I couldn't imagine saying, yeah, go 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 live on campus in three months. I'd be like, you kidding me? No way. No way. No way. No way. But how many freshmen? How many freshmen who are going to different places are getting different messages? What's What's the kid hearing who's going to Michigan? What's the kid hearing who's going to Harvard? But that, that, that's a what's great point, right? Going to it's, it's a wild west, right? There's, Everyone's there's, saying there's something. No, there's different. no closing statement, right? So that's 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 an eye-opening thing, right? Everybody's talking about what are the schools going to do? We're all going to do the same thing. The colleges, right? They're not even figuring this out. Every they have no college idea. is different. Even in Massachusetts and no Maine, yep. everybody's different. There's no standard thing, you know? Yeah, mess. I'm not. You know, if if Jocelyn was going back to Skidmore and she was paying, it was gonna be all online. Online, like I'm not. I'm not sending my kid back to Harvard. Yeah, for fifty grand, it's on the couch, right? Go to Harvard, you know, to live, to live, to live on campus and do remote learning. Please. Well, everyone was tweeting the line from Google Hunting. You know, you spend a hundred. 200 grand on an education you could have got from $1.50 in late fines at your local library. Okay, right? But what, what's the difference? Access to instructors? Seriously. I get it. I get I, it all. I've been know? saying to myself for years yeah. is that first year and you should be on campus freshman year and senior year. Yeah. And then second and third year, it should be all online. You're profit, man. I'm, I'm not profit. You're profit. No profit there. All right. This is pretty, pretty. You're happy. All right, Dave. What's making you happy today? We talked about a lot of depressing stuff. Being with you makes me happy. Thanks, buddy. Weather makes me happy. Work makes me happy. Works good. Great working, great staff, great families. We're really going full throttle now. And you got some free, uh, some free treats there yesterday. Is that you correct? Saw, yeah. Well, you saw in our little social media post, which I always thank you for your support and guidance with. Yeah, we got we have a good friend um, uh, who is the manager of the Lexington Rankatories Ice Cream Store. And she sent her sons over, special mm-hmm. delivery. Great name. Tell, tell the names again. Tommaso and Francesco. There you go. Came over with some little cups of ice cream, lots of them. Micros or smalls over their ranks? I'm Got not two. sure what they were. You know, I, I don't know about the sizes. They weren't huge. They weren't too, too small. But I but the staff um, enjoyed them. I did clear, um, clear the ice cream int- entry into our office with Dave Venuti over at Bedford Farms to make sure he was good with it. He was. He has a nice relationship with Mr. Rangatori. It's all As good. he has said before, I saw Dave uh, at the edge at the end of the. Well, I see him at baseball all the time, but he was selling in the B in the uh, the BF cart at the end of. I love that the bike path. I love on that. Maybe it was Sunday afternoon smart, to bikers and walkers man. and runners over there at the train smart car. Man, I mean the, what's the, up, the coach. Goes, hey, what's up, coach? I mean so. the um the the little the, that that um train the empty train. They should be selling ice cream out of that thing. You know. That's, well, I think they were in front. Before, I know. Um, uh, you know, funny, you know, Dave is uh, the D-Train, the ex-officio, you know, th- former equipment manager, Bedford Babe Ruth, for doing equipment all the manager. ordering, you know, through Tricon. I think he was, I think he wa- he was trying to be uh, Mike Glavin's equipment manager in the cage over at Northeastern. So I would say that the, <laughs> <laughs> the job of that and Bedford Babe Ruth is like ordering all the stuff for everyone. And, you know, Tricon, Lex and Dave, as you know, have been a great partner with us for years and years. Love the Tricon. Um, so today was equipment pickup day for summer teams, and now Dave is sort of a few generations removed from that job, and the new guy, they actually hadn't met. I'm like, 
There's a person involved with Bedford Baseball that doesn't know Dave Venuti. Was the Who is the guy? Thing. Who's the new guy? Uh, Ryan Hallett, if you might know the Hallett's. Two kids, Taylor Hallett. That's awesome. And then another Hallett. So is that, are they giving stuff out of the depot there? Is that where they yeah, keep so everyone it? came and picked up their summer gear. So hats and, and shirts and tees and balls and and Zach Hallett, I'm sorry. I still also. remember. I still remember waving to Dave from across the parking lot when he was over there. You used to see him all the time over there in the shed. Hey, you right? Dave. Huh? Hey, Dave. In yeah, the shed, so pick, picking up the swag. And you know, I, the good news about being a manager, uh, you get com- some of the extras. So I, I always have a couple extra T-shirts and hats stashed away. If you want some, uh, oh yeah, digital camo old Bedford baseball shirts or this season's edition of a hat, etc. Please let me know. Yeah, I you, just, you know, I'm you know, is. you're on notice. What makes you happy, Dan? What makes me happy? Well, my, happy. My, my my circle of of life now is home to work to to the field to running, and that's about it. With occasional trips to Whole Foods and Market Basket. So, <laughs> what makes me happy is uh, you know seeing the kids out there doing great things and playing and um, ha- helping support them in my roles, manager and coach. Going to work makes me happy, and seeing kids and making sure they're having a good experience. The kids love you over there. Control, you know? at the, How does that at sound? The, the kids l- sounds great. The kids love you at the rec. They, you're like whatever a, you say. You're like a demigod to them. I would them. say that's not the case. I'm trying to yeah. keep things moving. You're and, doing a good um, job. Trying to plan for whatever c- contingencies come our way. Uh, you know, come September. You know, so we'll that's, see. What that's happens. isn't it? I'm I'm already talking about. You know, actually, a few weeks ago, we're talking about flu shots already, right? I bet you were. Like this, like you, this, the school year is like this. It's like you're already thinking about it, right? It's like full throttle. I feel like school is already here. I know, but, but it's you, almost August. You wouldn't usually be so focused on no, it, right? No, would not. It's crazy. I mean, it's funny because we were, you know, we were in school three weeks ago. Yeah. And now we're talking about you know, September first. It feels like it's really close. Um, it's like when it's it like is. when you don't have a like a winter, right? And it rains all winter, no snow, and yeah. all of a sudden it's summer. Like, what happened in the winter? It's just it's gonna be. Summer's gonna be a quick one. I feel like it's gonna be a quick one, even yeah. though we're stuck here and it's just hot and uncomfortable. So August I mean, is gonna fine. be August is gonna be awesome. You know what? August is gonna be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to hear this one. Tell because because you guys are gonna be joining us up at the, hey, at the lake. Hey, hopefully, going up to see hopefully the, the boat's gonna be running. Eagle spotting. Some eagle spotting. Eagle's gone. Hopefully the gas has dispersed into the lake. You'll probably your environment. You know what I did actually? This is a kind. Of, I actually. I, I mean, don't know I what can, you did. I can count on my left hand, um, the number of times I've been fishing in my life, and I woke up my my neighbor Scott. The, you know, I mentioned him before. Great guy, played hockey at Yale. Yep. Short time with the Whalers. Yep. Family nurse practitioner up yep. in Maine. Great. Couple girls, there. right? Couple girls. Four girls. Yep. Wow, four great guy. Actually, spends a lot of time down here. You should you've met him before, but he comes down to the edge a lot because he he plays sure. his good one of his daughters plays for the Wizards. She's a goalie, sure. and he fishes all the time. And he said, "I'm going fishing tomorrow at five thirty. And I've never trip? S- I've never said this to him. And I said, "Can I join you?" He's like, "Sure." And I said, well, "If I'm not up, just go out without me because I'm not waking up at what 5:30. happened." So I woke up at five thirty. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready to go. What he's happened? Not, it, he's not out there, and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Oh, it's no. pretty foggy. Really foggy day out morning out there. Like, maybe he doesn't go fishing in the fog. I don't know. But anyways, around ten to six, he comes out. I see him going to the shed. I'm like, Hey, Scott, can I join you? He's like, Sure. I said, Unless you want to be alone with your thoughts. He goes, No, no, you can join me. So he gets a fishing rod. We go on the little motorboat. It's like a, you've seen the boat. It's like a little motorboat, and we're going out in the fog. And he goes, can you go up front? Because if you're in the back, you know, it's an old boat. You know, it's kind of weighs down. Like, no problem. So I'm in the front facing him. And I look and I look at him. I look behind me. He goes, and I, and I couldn't see the fog. I couldn't see over the bow of the boat uh, from me to you. And I look at him, and he says, he goes, Dave, I can't see anything. I says, I've never seen it. You know, when someone would say, oh, it's really foggy, it's really foggy. He says, I, and he's fished a lot. He says, I've never seen it this foggy before. And we were, we were literally going into the fog. 
we, the lake's not that big. We didn't know where we were going. He said one time he was in the fog that wasn't this bad and that bad. And he said he was out with uh, actually our friends, I think it was Scott St. Pierre, who I also went to high school with, plays hockey, another guy. Dana Bureau knows him. TV. Um, and uh, he said, we were going out, and next thing he knows, he's back at his own dock. It was so discombobulating that he ended up in a big circle and he came back to his own dock. But anyways, we're going out there. We can't see a thing. And, and he says, I don't know where I'm going. He goes, I think I'm going towards the shore. I said, yeah, because the sun used to be to our right. Now it's right in front of us. And we almost like went right into the shore. But anyways, we got through the fog, went fishing a little bit. I caught nothing. He caught three fish. What kind of fish did he catch? Bat. Like, um, I think they're like bass or something. Oh. Um, but you just throw them back. You don't eat them. But it just was so cool. It, I, what I love about fishing, and I've done it probably. You didn't keep one to eat? No, you can't eat those fish on that lake, I think. They're, they're, they're full of certain things in their bellies you don't want to eat. So what do you besides my spewed why, gasoline. Why are we fishing? And um, mm-hmm. just nice casting and talking. And, you know, it was really nice, nice morning. Came back around right. 8 thir- 8.30 and uh, went off for the day. It was nice. You play can jam? No can jam. No I did play so we played some cornhole. Jen and I played a little cornhole. It was good. Beater. Against each other? Against each other. Who won? Jen won. I did win. It was you a close did not game. Win a cornhole. I actually was trying to try to no, I wouldn't let her win. Um, you know how how, how competitive we are, but I did win. Um but yeah, fishing. Fishing oh. was nice. And that made me I happy. Not, I did not know that, Dave. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did. I just I was saving it for the pod. Keeping secrets. Wow. And you came home not so much traffic you told me on Sunday night, right? That's surprising. There was there was traffic. Oh, there was. Oh yeah, there was. Go, yeah, the traffic now is picking up on the highway. Well, last Thursday afternoon, heading north on one twenty eight before the holiday, I heard it was just a zoo because everyone's heading north for the holiday weekend. Um, so that's that's resuming. And people are traveling regionally. Everyone's at the Cape. I'm seeing and great. So unfortunately, the They're Canadian these, border is still closed. Be the no main month. the main tollbooths. They actually do a drive by COVID test. You go by, stick your head out the window. They no. I don't think that's the case. That's not. Okay. It probably would hurt less than the real COVID test. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Seriously. Well, Dave, what else you got? Um, just, uh, what is, so August, are you guys coming up? Looking forward to that with the um, five, eight, seven, nine. How many bras girls are there? There's a lot of bras girls. Well, there's a dog now, Dave. Oh, there's a dog that's going to be fun. Our dog is great. You've heard the Beastie Boys. Our dog Boy, is great. You've heard the Beastie Boys song, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, right? There no Sleep Till no Bangor sleep was in, in Poland. No, Our dog sleeps, by the way. Um, we have two dogs. We, we had a you have a dog. No Sleep Till Bangor. You forgot. We did. We did. It was None great. Really I, sure. And you didn't have any good Bangor information for me. Well, I was, I was watching my... That's myself. what you talked about, Tom Toll's shed with the raven. The raven. And what was the name, what's the name of that town? Where does he live? Um... He lives in Aurora. Aurora. So I want to make Aurora, Maine. No sleep till Bangor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be good. We're gonna have two, three dogs up there, and August there's a lot of great. dogs around. So August is gonna be great. Does your dog go on a leash at all? Good, because you're gonna be a lot of barking, a lot of barking, lot, not gonna be a lot of sleeping. Dave, you actually haven't spent time with our dog. I know. I come by, and you're never home. I'm banging on the door. Okay. And your wife's like, "Go away! It's COVID." So. <laughs> Our dog is great. You have some time with her. She's great. There's a big mask on your on your on your on your front screen door. You're making a lot of friends right now, Dave. Um, <laughs> our dog is wonderful and uh, very nice. And what is she doing? She's doing all kinds of tricks. She's spinning around now. Uh, she's sleeping great. The boys take her every morning. There's a chart on their I'm door. I'm sorry. Who has dog spinning around is not, not a trick. She spins. It's a trick. Like how do you, do you create? How do you? Do you spin? There's a treat and it goes and she spins and she chases. My it dog does a trick. She runs to a bowl when there's food in it. Oh, you're so you're so endearing. Sometimes this is one of those times <laughs> when I <laughs> when I put food in my mouth, my dog licks my lips. Your dog, not my dog. 
Anyways, I look at me. I, I, Your I, dog, I, by the way, loved I, me when I walked up to him, by the way. You saw she, that. I was impressed by that. She's Stop barking here, right to me, because you know why? Her vision's bad. <laughs> Speaking of animals with bad vision, Dave, guess what we had in our yard the other morning? Um, Just tell me, please. The answer is a baby skunk. Oh, I love baby skunks. We caught a baby skunk. You caught a, a baby skunk? No. And, and I said... What do we do? What do you have a, tra- a trap out f- in front of us? Because the animals like nibble on our tomato plants and, and you know green. Do you catch bunnies? So so we, far we, we have like we have like ten bunnies every night in the. And how do you no you bunnies. catch one bunnies? It's so there was a baby skunk and and what do you do with the baby? I didn't want to kill it. I, I didn't want to like put it in the car. So I Google you know what do you, how do you? Wait, 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 the first thing you would have should have googled was can baby skunks. <laughs> Spray. They certainly can. So, why are you gonna put the baby skunk in the car? What are you gonna well, I wouldn't. I didn't even consider it. I'm like, what do you, what do you do? I mean, I guess just let it go. So I, and it's like, and baby skunks or skunks in general have very bad vision. Really? So, this appro- is so- approach from one of your side. favorite songs, right? Baby skunk, skunk, skunk. Baby skunk is the next yeah. uh, viral song that's re- waited to be written. And then uh, put a blanket over the cage and then open it up. But if if <laughs> it senses that you're around, it won't leave. So I come up from behind. I throw the I throw the blanket over the cage. I lift up the the, the door. Yeah. And I just hear it like snuffling and chirping and not leaving. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I get a paper towel roll and I prop open the door and I walk in the house for two minutes. I thought you walked into I the come trap. Come back out and I see it like ambling away just in no hurry. No baby skunk. So and it's 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 like around in the neighborhood in our neighbor's yard. But I mean, what do we do with a baby skunk? It's strange. So I always wanted to have a skunk as a pet. Sure, you did. I did. That's why Jossie has rats. I did. I did. I wanted to have a skunk that was de-skunked. But I would have it, and then if (laughs) some. What does that mean? No, because you can get rid of it. Get rid of its yeah, of its little pew pew machine in there. You really? Yeah, you get rid of it. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff Jabot would have some information on this. Or our friend Astrid, our amazing veterinarian. I heard she's great, Astrid, and her friend Hiccup. And I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would um, always want. I'm like a baby skunk. I would love to. Well, I'm sure Madison would have petted that. We would have. No kidding. We would have saved that one for you, Dave, if I had known. Wow. So you're brave. Like, have you? So I'm you, not brave. My wife is brave. So just be careful because we, we, have you, have you been sprayed by a skunk before? Because we I'm had, not. we had um, our prior dog to Giselle Malley. She got nailed oh with my. a skunk. Oh my god! What but, happens? Oh well, first it's it's not pretty for the dog because you know it, it, they they it irritates the heck out of them. I'm worried about the dog, not you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the eyes and they smell. Oh. Like I actually love. I don't know about you, but I love certain smells. Um, that people other that other people don't smell don't like, enjoy. For example, I like the smell of gasoline. I do too. I, I like too. the smell of a skunk. But if you have, but if you've ever smelled a skunk up close, like, like there's a skunk smell, like you're like, oh, there's a skunk around. That's that's a good smell. But when a skunk sprays you up close, that is that smell is not um, enjoyable. It's awful. Well, I've never come face to face with a skunk before. Mm. I've been face to face with a raccoon. That's like, I'm not afraid of you. Mm. I think you remember this. I was, I was, uh, we were walking back one night and like the skunks in our garbage can. And like, I took a the lawn skunk chair. The skunk or the raccoon? Oh, sorry, raccoon. I took a long chair and like threw it at the raccoon and I kind of like trotted up a tree and I broke the chair and that wasn't a good trade for me. Um, but the skunk, you know, hey, don't even know you're there. You have a baby skunk. I would have been, I would, it wasn't like, I like a mother skunk waiting the outside. The thing about the bunnies, though, you catch one bunny, there's like 500 more that's waiting to get your crops. Oh, yeah, there's bunnies everywhere. This is peak bunny season. This the Why are there so many bunnies? I don't remember so many bunnies. Well, I don't know. 
we're spending a lot more time outside this time around, so maybe that's why you're seeing more, you're a busy uh, more street. wildlife. Poor bunnies. Uh, they're doing fine, and they're munching on all of our herbs and stuff, and I think, you know, good for them. But our tomatoes are going to be ready soon. Our peppers are going to be ready soon. Peppers. We transplanted a gigantic eggplant to our garden, which are you, is just uh, did, Was this huge. trap at your house? Or house, at the, house, house, yeah. How big was the trap? Average, I would say, four-foot four, four trap. So my neighbor, a neighbor years ago, when we used to live in our prior house, um, back on Eldridge Street. Well, that abuts conservation land, though, that old house, right? Not where that is. That abuts exit 31B off ramp. <laughs> there's, there's a land in between the ramp and the and that neighborhood, though, right? Where yeah, almost conservation. But anyways, it's, they... It's, it's not, well, it's the not husband residential. And, husband and wife went to bed one night, and they're like, what is that rustling in the bedroom? And they're like, I don't know. And all of a sudden, they, they find... There, there was like a... a Dave Landis. There was a squirrel <laughs> or a chipmunk running around there... Maybe it was, I don't know if it was a squirrel or it was a raccoon, but it was something. It was some large creature in their bedroom, and they were and it was they were and they were able to corral it and bring it outside, like in a box or a trap or something. And so they didn't know what to do with it. They were they were, should have let it go, but then they called the animal control officer. But the animal control officer in Lexington was off for the weekend, so a policeman came over, and he looked at he looked at um this is this is a true story. He looked at the animal. He looked at the family. He took out his pistol and he shot. He did not. He shot it. He did not. He shot it. In the house? Outside in the lawn. Get out. I swear to God. Yeah. Somebody find the police log from this event yeah. in 1990, whatever. 90 something, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I swear to God. We'll, we'll, he wouldn't you know shoot what? a squirrel. Must you know what? You know what, dude? We're gonna. I mean, some of my stories are, are, are pretty I, accurate. I'm not sure if that's 100 percent true, Dave. I'm going to. So we have so many guests I want to have on, and I have a, 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 a awesome police officer from Lexington who we're gonna have on this. Who I would he if he would be able to be on would share some amazing stories, like like the guys when they chased the criminal in, my, in our backyard here. Um, that was from a bank robbery. I think it was in Newton. That's another story in my in my. Oh yeah, Jen's like, why are there police officers in the backyard? I'm like, I don't know, but that's another story. But we'll get it. We'll get Officer Callahan uh, on sometime. The crime unsolved mysteries episode uh, coming up soon. Yeah, on, I mean, Beffitt's got it. Beffitt's got. We should again. We had Mr. M- uh, Officer Maloney on. The, the stories. The stories he we could Officer tell. Naylor, we can get Chief Bongiorno on, who I saw this morning. They'd be you great. you you set it up. We have a long list, but we just have, it's it's people have jobs, right? And we have to. Yeah, we don't. We're unemployed. Yeah. We know. <laughs> We're just hanging out. Why, why can't you join us in the pod? <laughs> Can you talk for one second about the Rochester, New Hampshire, ba- Babe Ruth League shirt that you're wearing? Because we're all curious. I really think that it's from Uncle Tom um, when he played soft. Tom Toll? Yeah. I'm, I don't know why. It's, actually, it's a good question. It's, it's baseball. Yeah, it's yeah, not softball. That's baseball. Yeah, because he, he lived in Elliott, Maine. For a while, that's the first. That's right next to Kittery, right? Just yeah, across the bridge. I have to, yep. I have yep. to dig deep into this. He's Tom Toll of the of the Aurora, Maine Raven Camp thing. I'm a jiggy. I'll, you, I'll, I'll find out. Are you a fan of the of the governor battle between the Maine governor and the mass governor about quarantining? Did you like that? <laughs> well, Janet Mills, good. right? So is it Janet Mills we're talking about? Yep. Yeah. So it's it, thank goodness it's not Mr. Um, Mr. LePage. Thank God it's not Mr. LePage. <laughs> So I, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't had time to dive into that. I'm still trying to, you know, catch up on other stuff. We've um, also been violating those rules. My Janet Mills, though, I, I can say was my was a good friend of my father's. Really? Yeah. And he actually years ago, when she was running for some, I don't know, oh, it was a senator or something years ago, he helped. He was trying to um, help her get elected. Shut, you know, wait a minute. Is she like an Auburnite or a Lewistonite? I don't know what an ite she is. Kryptonite, but she. Um, by saying he, she was she was a better candidate. She did actually didn't win that election. Yep. Um, no thanks to my father. 
<laughs> yeah, way to go, buddy. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Rabbi Geller. Um, well, I got some other. We could talk Rabbi about, was one of his titles. We should talk about Bill, Geller, we should talk about Bill Cohen sometime pathology. too. Senator from Maine, who was yeah. What about him? Good, good friend of my father's. Get out of here. Swear to God, yeah. He was a huge deal. He. That's another whole podcast. And well, give me the give me the summary. That's amazing the, the American icon. Amazing, amazing man. How did your father know him? From the tribe or from some other stuff? You know, well, when he was he was supporting him when he was running for his government seats. Yep. And he would come over and I remember, I remember Sunday afternoons and sit in my in my living room and watch and talk to my dad politics and watch Red Sox with us. Yeah, amazing man, amazing man. Um, actually, I reached out. Yeah, it just he's. And I remember when my father passed away, he sent a, a wonderful statement that we read at the funeral, you know, about the relationship and just um, and his thoughts and condolences. I haven't spoke to him for years, but he 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 was a he was a, a true gentleman and you bet he was just a special guy. Wow, right? yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, he made a huge impact on me just as a kid. My, you know, those are the days when you'd have these these parties, right? You know, where people would come over and you and he and you know and meet meet the candidates, and yep. he there would be in my house in Maine, and all the all these people from like the town or the synagogue would come over and drinks yep. in their hands, and he would be there mingling and talking politics and have talk and give a speech, yep. you know, just amazing times. Yeah, and he was just a he was just a regular guy, um, so nice, so smart. Yeah, really, really great. Bill I have Cohen. no words. That's incredible. So Bill Cohen, I mean, another thing, he arranged my father to give the um, the uh, prayer in the in the House of Representatives and the Senate at different two different times. Yeah, I have I have the transcript okay. in the congressional record. So we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, this is an interesting story that we've never talked about. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, we'll come back to this. This is this is you a, know, like uh, my, my oldest would love that story. But anyways, Janet Obviously. Mills. Wow. Um, I think you know, I, I, you know, I I respect her through my father. I don't know a lot about her. Yep. Um, I think she again, she's a way better uh, leader of for Maine than the prior one. And yeah, there's some there's some stuff going going be, going between her well, and Governor you know, Baker. You know who rules in general, Dave? You uh, and me, baby. Women governors. Yeah. Doing a pretty good job, right? Uh, you know, Michigan, way to go. Maine, way to go. Uh, South Dakota, I would say not so much. And actually, follow Jane Swift, who's a former mass governor on Twitter. You know, Jane she, Swift. She would, you know, she succeeded Salucci, win Salucci, took the, the she was ambassadorship, great. and she was like this mom. Who is she now? She runs like an educational consulting firm and stuff. And I mean, she's still pretty conservative, but she's like lamenting the collapse of the, you know, decency in the GOP was, and she, like really interesting story. And I was actually talking to, uh, you know, we work with a, a guy who runs the Massachusetts Association of School Committees. And he's like, I met Jane Swift, and she was like some aide in North Adams at 25, and then she was governor like five years later. Yeah, like what a story! Now she has a couple kids in college and talks about education reform and policy and that's a politics and like and like really interesting and down to earth and 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 sort of talks about her life. Salucci, and 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 Salucci, right? Who then went off to Ottawa to serve for for um, I forget who, you know? No, he he, did he coach the senators. Did Salucci coach the senators? <laughs> he did not coach the senators. He did not. Nor the Ottawa Lynx. Let's go back way. to that, right? Joe Malone, all those guys. All good. Those, those. Well, when you get to old math politicians, there's a lot of like. Lore I met Tip O'Neill. Speaking about, at, I, I got a picture of me and Tip O'Neill on the on the on the on the on the um, on the uh, the steps of the White House. I'll show you that one sometime. What? Tip O'Neill. Remember Tip? Yeah, I know. No, yeah. do I know who he is? You no, know, my dad went down there. But another story for another time. Okay, the whole like your dad is a connected guy. My dad podcast. Yeah, we're gonna do my. Need da- some we're, we're, how about we have a, a our dad podcast, right? Dad, oh, ca- we call it Dadcast. Host Parley means for Bill Cohen, but he's a great dude. Dadcast. Doctor. He's Black, actually right? a great dude. He, he's like he's like a main a main state um, Hall of Fame sports Hall of Fame guy. He was a standout of Bowden in basketball. Who? 
Bill Cohen. I think your dad. <laughs> my dad. My dad. My dad. My dad dunked on Cohen. <laughs> my dad threw it down with his keeper on. Like the Bill Bradley of Maine, basically, right? That's basically what it was. <laughs> my dad. Uh, well, he good. said he was six. Shit. He said he was six two. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he he's six something. I don't know. He's larger than life. This makes me happy. This talking about your uh, your the political activism in, in in Lewiston and Auburn in the in the seventies is really good stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Good Dave, stuff. Dave, all right, mid July. What do you got on the horizon? What's coming up for you? Um, work, HVAC, H, uh, running yeah, in place. Just work, work, work. Taking a little time off in August. I just tell you, I, I love being with my family. I love hanging out with friends. Yeah. Like you and I love working. You know, I just got to find the balance there. So it's just more the same. And it's funny because people say, "Oh, how's your summer going?" And I always always say, "Just a, it's the same thing, just different temperature." You know, we just just keep just keep on going. And I, I'm every day, every every day is great. Every day, you know, it's all good. How's so, how's Doctor P's baby when she's coming back? I just saw Doctor P this week. Yep. She is awesome. She's coming back in August. Great. She's a special person, special mom, special doctor. Dr. Terry is just still, you know, just uh, still doing what he does, and people how, love and him. How are Becky and Erica doing? Becky. Becca Evans? Rebecca Evans. I don't yeah. call her Becky. Rebecca. My mistake. Rebecca and Erica are, are two psychiatric nurse practitioners. We could, we, could, um, we could duplicate them. We'd be golden. I mean, they're just amazing, and they're doing amazing work, and they're just in it to win it. Um, for our patients, it's really a special. It's an amazing thing that we have them, because um, they're just so great at what they do, and the fact that they're in our office makes it just we're just lucky. They're awesome. good people, and of course, all our NPs and our staff. I just um, did my yearly review of our of our office manager, Erica, and I just wrote in the bottom. I said, I'm so happy to work with you. You know, she's just great to work with. I, we have some great, we have great people. I'm just I I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, and good friends, good family. You know, good colleagues, good job. Good night. <laughs> wow. How about you, Dan? What's what's your July looking like, August? Uh, work and baseball, man. That's all we got. So we have games Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Boom. There we go. And a little family time. Uh, hanging out at home. Trying to stay cool, hanging out with the lovely, with not with the beautiful Elizabeth. Not, not no, the you, Elizabeth I think the, the lovely Elizabeth, Elizabeth is um, copyrighted, right? Beautiful, beautiful Elizabeth, Elizabeth, the beautiful and better Elizabeth, the be- Elizabeth McMahon. Be- be- beautiful and, and better um, babe. We'll go ahead and coin you know, that. Trying to feed everybody and keep everyone clothed and all that good stuff. Seven oh, days a week, three times a day. That's I, great. You, you know, know, you know you, those 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 movies or cartoons where like the mother. Bird brings the food, the morons back to the nest, and all those kids have all the little baby birds have their mouths open waiting for that. That's why I imagine you're like you feeding that family. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I would say in our house, (laughs) in the animal kingdom department, Dave, (laughs) since you didn't ask, I would say uh, there's a lot of interest in sharks in our house. One of my kids is really into sharks, so we're looking forward to Shark Week. We've been recording shark shows for our third grader. Um, who's really into that kind of thing. So a lot of shark shows, a lot of Netflix stuff going on on different devices. Um, I finally finished up The Wire, all five seasons. That's been great. So put that one to bed. Me and Mike will have them both, I think. And looking for the next thing to watch, basically. We're watching Mozart in the Jungle together, which is great. It's a good show. We're enjoying that. A little irreverent, a little interesting, a little bit different. And um, again, bef- before we know it, though, it's going to be at middle of August and we'll be talking about school. So we have a four-week window here to... Have fun, watch games, coach, manage, enjoy, relax a little bit, go to Maine, mm. and then see, and hopefully things will progress. But again, I mean, 
my final comment, I just say it's, it's been it's been a policy choice in this country to not address this issue and it's not going away. And here we are trying to plan for something which has no real good solution or pathway to success. So um, you're working on Lexington. I'm hearing about it in Bedford. We'll make a smart choice and hope for the best. But um, I'm, I'm as concerned as I was uh, in March about what this is going to look for us in the fall. And, um, and we'll see how it goes. All good. We'll figure it out. All right, so this will bring an end to episode 31, Dave. Lucky 31, Baskin-Robbins 31. And, um, again, our list of potential guests increases every oh, second, man. I think. So we'll see who pops on next. But from all of us to all of you, have a great week. Enjoy the weather. Stay safe. Stay distanced. Enjoy your activities. We'll talk to you next time. Dave, always a pleasure hanging out with you, my friend. Thank you, Dan. All right, talk to you later. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.